Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Ah, welcome to It Could Happen Here, the podcast where this today I sit down with my buddy Jake Hanrahan and we talk about Corsica. Jake, how's hey, how, man, how, how you, you doing? doing? How's the show? How how, how you yeah. how you feeling? Yeah, I'm all right, thanks. I got a bit of a flu, but uh, otherwise everything's really good, man. Yeah, um, we y- you just took a little reporting trip um, down to the island of Corsica. Um, which is not a place I know much about, and I'm going to guess not a place most of our listeners know much about. So why don't you why don't you start with kind of like what what brought you down there? Yeah, no, that, that's a really good point. A lot of people don't even know it exists. I sent the documentary made um, with Popular Front to a friend of mine today, and he said, "Bro, that's the first time I've ever heard of Corsica." <laughs> like, yeah, like a lot of people don't know about it. So it's a very old island. Um, you know, more than 200 years people have inhabited. The place, but generally for the last kind of 200 years, there's been an on again, off again independence movement there. People that don't want to be under the control of France or whoever, they want control of their own island because Corsican is quite a specific culture. Um, it's very different to French culture, it's different to Italian culture. They even have their own language called Corse. Um, unfortunately, it's kind of dying out as you know, a lot of languages do in 
kind of contested areas, if you like. Um, but yeah, so so they've always kind of wanted to be independent in some way. Not everybody, not the whole place. I'm sure you'll find some Corsicans that will say they're Corsican French. But generally, the majority of people, if you go there and say, what are you? They'll tell you, we're Corsican. We're not French, mm-hmm. we're Corsican. So in the 1970s, that kind of coalesced, was rebirthed, if you like, with the backdrop of, you know, guns, bombs and independence movements across Europe. And a group called the FLNC formed, the um, the Nationalist Liberation Front for Corsica. And they arrived with 21 bombs on the island in one night. I mean, not arrived, you know, they were already there, of course, they were Corsicans. But they, they bombed 21 times in one night, mostly French infrastructure, and they were all very, very well armed. There was literally hundreds of members. And at one point, I have to, I don't want to say this uh, 100% because it's been a while since I, I looked at the research. But if I'm right, at one point in the in the late 70s or early 80s, the FLNC was actually the most active militant or terrorist group in the whole of Europe, even, even more active than the provisional IRA. Now, yeah. the provisional IRA killed a lot more people. Uh, the FLNC... Their targets weren't really to kill people. They were to blow up holiday homes and blow up French infrastructure. They did have open gun battles and they did assassinate uh, the the highest ranking French officer on Corsica uh, on the island eventually. But yeah, so so there was this real backdrop of very militant um, independence. When I say nationalist, it's not it's not what we might associate with like far right nationalists. You know, mm-hmm. when an independent movement doesn't have its own country you know the ultra nationalism in their sense comes out in a very different way it's not we want to ban everybody else from here it's simply we want our country you know what i mean so when i say ultra nationalist that's not to be confused with fascist ultra nationalist it's very different not to say that corsicans all believe in in leftist causes and that that wouldn't be true a lot of them do there's a big socialist element to to the cause and there's also quite a right-wing element to the cause but ultimately they all kind of want the same thing autonomy or independence for corsica so yeah so that that's the kind of history um very briefly of, of militant independence movements in corsica in 2014 the flnc put down their guns and recently one of the flnc or suspected flnc militants who shot this this high-ranking french official that i told you about um this this guy is called ivan Colonna. He was arrested um, after the shooting in the 90s and sent to a French prison for life. And on March the 6th, I believe it was, he was, uh, no, sorry, March 2nd, he was attacked in a French prison by a jihadist inmate and beaten into a coma. Yesterday or two days ago now, he died of his injuries. Uh, Ever since he was beaten into this coma, the youth would just kind of lit the place on fire. You know, they were really clashing very violently. And for, for the last kind of seven years, since there was a, as a, was a relative calm on the island in terms of political activism and militancy, the politicians, the more moderate parties have tried to do this politically. And for the first time in a while, the youth have gone, no, fuck it. We're, we're not playing that anymore. We're, we're going to knock the place about. We're going to smash the shop up. And basically, it's kind of worked, which we can go into. But yeah, so, sorry to go on a lot, but there's quite a lot to it. Because obviously, like you said, a lot of people don't know. Um, but one thing I will say is Corsica is just one of the most beautiful places anybody will go to. Like objectively, it's idyllic. It's not really had this horrible holiday home vibe there because genuinely when when some contractors tried to kind of gentrify Corsica and turn it into 
the next Ibiza, I believe one of the quotes was from one of the, uh, yeah. the, the people doing this, the FLNC kind of waited for them to build their homes and then blew them all up and blew up all their hotels. <laughs> so, so it was like, they're like, you're not going to do that here. Um, yeah. and a lot of these companies were infringing on the environment, um, which is beautiful there. And yeah, so there's a lot more to it. But generally, you know, this all kind of revolves around militant independence. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, I, I, I think it's fascinating, the idea of targeting, like the, the degree to which a lot of this seems to be focused on stopping this place from turning into another vacation destination where like rich people's second homes push out the the population that's born there. Um, I think there's a lot of places that like uh, uh, organize or complain about that sort of thing. Um, but I, I'm not aware of anyone who's gone to these kind of lengths to stop themselves from turning into another Ibiza. Yeah, yeah. And honestly, if you go to Corsica and see how beautiful it is, not just I mean, it's one of the few places in Europe where you can see the mountains from the beach. You know, it's yeah. just an incredible island. I've been obsessed with this place since I was about 24 years old. Firstly, from the nature and the beauty there. But secondly, I was very interested in the militant group there um, because the culture there is so different. But yeah, if you look at the place, you go there and you realize like, right, this place is very much worth preserving. Mm -hmm. I don't want to act like there hasn't been businesses doing their thing there. There definitely is. But certainly it feels preserved. There's no high rises. All of the old buildings are still there. They're still intact. And you know, when, when these big businesses came in and a lot of these businessmen were almost showing off, like, yeah, we're going to turn Corsica into Ibiza, which as a Brit, um, I will apologize to anyone living in Ibiza because <laughs> we're one of the worst exports ever, you know, like having sex in the street and throwing up at bars and everything mm -hmm. when we go there. Um, yeah, it's but, kind of been turned into one big, not the great club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not the great club, definitely. Yeah. So, so, you know, it's it's one of these ones where it's like, yeah, I could kind of understand. I'm not saying anyone should bomb anywhere, certainly not. But I do understand the sentiment there. And one of the one of my Corsican friends said um, some people were calling it like the cold bed policy. So you come to our island, you buy a holiday home. And if you leave that bed cold, as in you're not even living here, it's going to get blown up, you know, yeah. hot bed if you like. So very militant, very violent, but effective i mean it doesn't mean that you have to agree with it but no one can deny that it hasn't been effective but at the same time there's a very big mafia presence on the island as well so that you know it's not to say that everything is all for the people um and certainly I'm, not i'm gonna guess that the mafia is more or less on the side of you know uh turn this place into a vacation destination because that's where the money is that that would be my assumption no, actually, really no, that's interesting no. No, so the unfortunately the, the independence movement, not all of them, but there is an element to it that is very hand in hand with the mafia, most definitely. Interesting. Um, perhaps some people that were independent militants are now mafia, if you like. Mm -hmm. Um and people have been killed on the island quite a lot. There's quite a lot of, you know, unsolved murders there. It's quite sad. Um, but no, they they were more for keeping their own interests, you know. Um we have this island, we can run the docks, we can run this, we can run that. Mm. And whilst what you said like makes sense, right? You would think, oh no, they'd be for this money. I think what they want, they're still nationalists at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. They want control, but they want control in their own way. And right. if a big business comes in and starts saying, oh yeah, we're doing this and that and the other, and we're bringing all these people in via the docks, I guess they lose control of that essentially. So they were very much on the side of, yeah, do what you like sort of thing. And That's I think fascinating. behind a lot of it, yeah.
So yeah, you, very you, unique, very specific place. Yeah, you mentioned at this action you showed up for, people bombed uh, twenty-one targets. Uh, was mm. it twenty-one? Mm, twenty-one in one night. Yeah, in one night. Yeah. When you say bomb, are we talking like your standard Molotovs, or were were they were are, were they kind of like more um, elaborate devices, shall we say? How would you describe what they were using? Yeah, no, it's a good question. I mean, when you think of 21 in one night, you think, right, like Molotov, small right. AED. Something simple, yeah. Yeah, no, no, they weren't even pipe bombs. You're talking fertilizer bombs. Oh, They're wow. Very, yeah, like blowing yeah. up whole buildings, you know. Um, not all of them, you know, there were some smaller ones, but some very significant ones um, and very, very big. The way Corsica is, the way it's laid out, like I said, it's a small place. I think only like 300,000 people live there roughly. And there are mountains, there are beaches, there are very rural communities. It's an island. It's quite far away from France, actually. It's very close to Italy. Um, and Sardinia is just to its south. And it's just for them, if you were, you couldn't ask for a better location if you wanted to be a kind of guerrilla group. You know, you really couldn't. It's, yeah. it's kind of built for them. So they just got away with it. You know, farmers, whatever. They went into the mountains, built bombs, dropped them off. And not to say that everybody was for them, but there is some... It wasn't just we want independence. There was there was subjugation by the French, you know. Firstly, they're like, we don't want to be a French colony or whatever you would call it anymore, which I think anybody that wants their determination to not be held by a former colonial power right. is fine, um, or current colonial power, if you like. Um, For sure. You know, I think, yeah, fair play to them. But secondly, they're one of the most poorer regions, despite having all this holiday stuff, despite having a lot of produce, despite having a lot of reasons to be there. So there's definitely something I, I won't claim to know too much about the law situation. And I'm sure a lot of French people get angry, whatever, but it is genuinely doing very badly in many different aspects. Is that mismanagement by them? Is it because of the French? I couldn't tell you. I don't know enough about it, but I certainly find it very weird that all of these beautiful things that are happening on that island and they're, they're constantly in you know the, the lower bracket of situations economically, culturally, they're getting kind of sidelined a bit so i do i do understand and certainly when the clashes or even protests happened in the 70s the police you know french police i'm sorry but they're some of the worst fucking police ever oh yeah um you know and i i've been in front of turkish police like french police are fucking up there they're horrible and they beat the shit out of a lot of people in corsica just for peacefully protesting you know so it didn't come from nowhere you know what i mean there is there is more to it than just nationalism and independence there's a lot more to it they want to they want to they want to deal with their own affairs a lot of them you know yeah uh, most people probably now want to do it democratically but like i said the youth were said no fuck that we're not getting anywhere and they've actually it's actually worked because the day after the riots that we filmed on uh march 13th the the interior minister of france basically said right we're willing to discuss this with you we will go as far as autonomy. That's literally a quote he said, wow. you know, which is quite significant. Yeah, after seven years of basically stalemate through the politicians. So the youth, in a way, one of the very few examples of this, specifically in Europe, the youth, what they're doing kind of worked. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, direct worked. action got, got some goods. It, it's got or at some least start, right started now. the process of getting the goods, hopefully. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, it has. And the thing about the Corsican youth is they're very intelligent, they're very, they're very authentic in their political activism in the sense of it's just they're born into it. It's in them, you know, from the age of like 12, 13, they're understanding it. They're getting told about the legends of blah, blah, you know, um, there's this militant group and whatever, whatever. So they, it's very much in them in that sense. 
kind of in a you know like the Kurds are kind of you know not yeah. on the same level but that kind of vibe so when they go to students uh, when they go to uni and they become students they're not really forming their political opinions they already have them they already got them mm-hmm. and then they they sort of hire they sort of um, germinate together so that's from what i understood anyway that's from what i gathered and you know your average trendy young man and woman on the street there is very political it's kind of like greece in that sense like it's mm-hmm. cool to be political but in the sense of not the kind not like um you know not not something you bought into as a teenager something that was already there and then uh, which which there's nothing wrong with it you know most people form their political opinions in unis or whatever but for them it's already in them you see what i'm saying yeah so they already have they're already united in that sense you know so when they get to the uni they get there it's like okay well we all want independence or autonomy but then the other things are lesser so you know for the in that reason in that sense i think that was quite interesting and we saw like eight thousand, nine thousand people marching maybe and then when the clashes started you know how it is robert like normally it's like what 100 300 people stay mm-hmm. you're talking like two thousand people i wow full pelt clashing and men and women like young girls young men like many many you know so it was really i was like wow okay and one one thing that i've never i haven't seen for a very long time i've very rarely seen it normally when the clash happens everybody you know your grandmas your working man you know the people that support what's going on but are not able to clash or don't want to clash they normally step back in the Corsican protests everybody just stayed like we were getting tear gas next to like 50 lads with balaclavas on next to like grandma or auntie you know and we were like helping people into the side street to get away from tear gas it was very weird and they they just didn't leave they just were there the whole time wow yeah it's weird Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to $1,500 again sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in Ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. When you're talking about, like, tactically, what is this, how are these kind of bombings being pulled off? As you, So you've got, like, this huge crowd, and they're just kind of, like, marching from target to target? Um, so the youth are not really, I mean, they have some small kind of IEDs, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? The youth yeah. student, the youth protesters. But generally, it's Molotovs, bricks, burning mm-hmm. barricades. But they very clearly know the island inside out they know mm-hmm. their streets you know obviously because they live there and most of the police from what i understand are actually french called in from the island for, from the mainland sorry to the island yeah. a lot of the crs riot police thousands of them were brought in there was that they were actually completely outnumbered they had to retreat at one point in in the evening uh to go back to the prefecture the kind of cultural french administrative building where mm-hmm main the main target of violence was they had to retreat to get more ammunition because they just they just shot so much tear gas yeah um they just couldn't you know they couldn't do anything there were some teams like the youth um some of them had green armbands or green leg bands so they were very clearly like a different unit and they were very well organized they didn't have walkie-talkies mind you normally that that shows a, a closer sign of organization but some of them were like that some of them were just turned up to fight and some of them were splitting off into different groups you would see one come in they'd fight 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 and then they'd leave and as they're leaving another load would just come in in a line it was it was really quite interesting you know they'd really thought about it um it wasn't just a free-for-all which it might look like but Mm -hmm. you know after a while of covering riots there's certain things you notice where you're like ah okay they're planning this they're planning that you know what i'm saying so it's quite interesting in that sense um but yeah, man, it's yeah, thousands of thousands of youth fighting. Um, it did get messy. I think 44 police were injured, 13 protesters, and one pedestrian. That was the official figures. I saw at least three pedestrians injured, uh, and I think probably more protesters and definitely more cops, I would say. Yeah, I mean, obviously it also depends on like what your rating is an injury for that sort of thing. True. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of folks probably are avoiding the hospitals and being dealt with at homes and whatnot because that, they were committing some crimes. <laughs> yeah. Just like, you know, at home with super glue instead of stitches or whatever. Yeah. Um, do you have a sense of like how long what the kind of the back end of this was the preparation process was for this? Yeah. So the clashes have been ongoing before we got there for about a week. So Ivan Kolonar was beaten into this coma. He was, he was attacked in prison. Um, there's some rumors that he said some kind of Islamophobic thing to the inmate. Don't know how true that is, but all we know is the guy was actually a, you know, a uh, convicted jihadist. It's not kind of hearsay. The, the guy, the inmate, was a convicted jihadist because obviously Ivan Kolonar is in the type of prison where what the state says is terrorists are there. You know what I mean? Anybody terrorist yeah. is there. So it makes sense. He's amongst these people. And I think he was attacked in the gym when he was on his own. 
and he was strangled. And this oh. this is where, yeah, yeah, this is where there's a weird point of contention. He, because of the special status he had as such a violent uh, militant or whatever, he shouldn't have really been on his own like that. And some yeah. people are speculating, did something happen? But generally, most people we spoke to were like, it was probably just negligence. You know, they weren't very conspiratorial. There was some were like, oh, the French, the French planned this. I doubt it. It doesn't make much sense to do this right now. Like, you know, they knew what would happen to Ivan Colonar, uh, to, to, to the people, sorry, if Ivan Colonar was hurt, because he's a big, you know, a big um, name there. There's also some, you know, maybe interesting um, arguments around the case, the way he was arrested. Apparently the gun doesn't match up. I don't know. I didn't really get into that. But either way, he's like a, you know, people there love him. You know what I'm saying? He's like a yeah. martyr for them. Even though, you know, he shot this guy in the back in, in cold blood, essentially. But for them, that was a political assassination, whatever. So so for about a week, the the, the youth were fighting. And I, I saw a video I'm or anything that happens in Corsica. I'm like, right, I'm looking at it. And I was like, okay, this this is a little bit different. Uh, okay, Molotovs are out again. Hasn't, haven't seen that for a while. And then the next day, and then the next day. And then it spread one night to like five different cities or, or like, sorry, three different cities, like big, big places. And then they burnt like a very specific monument. So that was like, oh, it's on. So at least for at least a week, they were, they, they were planning something, you know, and there was enough kind of um, momentum there, I think, for them to organize. Certainly we know that there was people from Ajaccio, the capital city in Bastia, where we filmed and like a lot of people drove in. They came, you know, specifically for this clash. So that was quite interesting. I think the youth movement have a very strong network there. And there's also quite a big football ultra scene there. So the day before the clashes, Bastia and Ajaccio had a derby. So obviously, I imagine a lot of the ultras, or at least I know a lot of the ultras, were also part of the independence groupings and part of the clashes mm -hmm. so i imagine that a lot of the football ultras kind of organized you know you know the, the match the day before or at least the week before so i think there was quite a lot of organization there you know Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. What do you feel like is next? Is this the kind, do you get the sense that because the government has announced their willingness to sit down and talk that maybe folks are going to wait to follow up this? Or do you get the sense that they're going to kind of keep the pressure on? Well, the thing is, there was one option before Ivan Kolonar died, mm-hmm. and now there's a new option that he's died. You see what I'm saying? Right. Before right, he died, of course. I think what you're saying would have would have happened. Like I, I, I mean, I don't know, but I think the youth would have they would have held off the fact that the Interior Minister of France, who answers directly to Macron, within one day or less than one day, said we're willing to go as far as autonomy in these discussions right. if we stop being violent. I think the youth were smart enough to realize, all right, let's stop. Let's see what he's got to say. I'm sure if things faltered, if things didn't move quick enough, they would have very quickly stepped up the stepped up the violence again. However, now that Ivan Kolonar has died, I don't think that they're just going to wait. Now, from what I understand from speaking to contacts and friends in Corsica, there's a period of mourning right now. Um, you know, his funeral, he died in a prison in Marseille. He wasn't yeah. even transferred to, to Corsica to die. So for a lot of them, that's incredibly offensive. That's the kind of spark that started these clashes. It's all about independence and autonomy on one level. But the thing that drove this and sparked it was Ivan Kolonar's attack. And, and the fact that there's a lot of Corsican prison, prisoners, which are political prisoners, are in prison in France instead of Corsica. Anyway, so now that he has died, I really think that there will be a moment of calm due to the funeral and respect for Ivan Kolonar and whatever. And then I think maybe a week after this week, I, I think it's almost inevitable that we will see some form of violence again. I've spoken to some people that are maybe going a bit far, maybe being a bit dramatic. I don't know, but they speculate that there'll be a little bit more than just clashes. One, one person I know said, I think they're going to blow something up again. Do I yeah. think that? Probably not. But certainly when we were in the streets, they were using... Uh, there's there's photos of it as well. They were using very crude but very small improvised explosive devices. Now, when a group even starts to do that, you know, okay, it's a very small device. It was in a kind of like a basically a tennis ball type thing with it with whatever in it, but it was fucking loud. 
Um, it wouldn't really do much unless it probably blew up right next to your foot. Mm-hmm. But when they're even considering that, in my experience, that tells you that people are, there's an element that are ready to go further up the ladder to the next level. Does that mean they're going to blow somewhere up? I don't know. I don't see it personally. You know, these these young people are very clever. I think that would be an insane decision because it would France would have no option but to basically flood the island with a lot more police and maybe even military type police. I don't know. Maybe not. But um, but yeah. Anyway, we'll see what happens. But again, like, my point is not not that I think this is going to happen. But there's that talk which we haven't seen that kind of talk in Corsica for quite a while. You know what I mean? And there's actually people now genuinely worried, like, okay, where's this going to go? Um, which can never be a good thing. I guess the, the French state really has to be careful here. And I think the fact they've now said we're going to go as far as autonomy, maybe they at the very least have to be shown to be doing that very quickly, I think. Yeah. you know, Otherwise, for a lot of people in Corsica, it's like Ivan Colonar died in vain, I guess. And it's not just the youth, it's everybody. Even people that perhaps really don't like that the youth were fighting, really don't support that level of violence, they still support Ivan Colonar and are very sad he's dead. You see what I'm saying? And the way yeah. he died. And even, even Bastia FC, the, the football team, uh, one of the main football teams in Corsica, they, they said, oh, you know, we're very sad that he's dead. You know, a hero has died, that kind of thing. So he's a very... He's seen as a martyr now, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's a predictable outcome from uh, killing a guy who's in prison. Um, right, right. Right, right. So we're kind of in this, like, waiting to see what the next step is then, I guess. Like, the, the, it's it's kind of this weird sort of, like, political liminal space, I guess, where the next steps are, there's a number of things that could happen. Um, that's um, that's right the perfect in the middle way of it. to describe yeah. it. Yeah, definitely. It's this very everything's in transition it's mm-hmm. it's very it's it's either calm before the storm or it's calm that turns into something positive <laughs> um but i i just don't see it you know after almost two weeks of extremely violent clashes very well organized after seeing them on the ground as well these are brave lads these and, and women as well the, these are not your kind of average weekend warriors they're very very up for it Mm-hmm. Um, you know how people clash in Paris, like French people, they're right. very up for it. As soon as oh, yeah. fine, they'll fight, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like that times 10 for, from what I experienced, because it's got the the kind of incubated nationalist identity separate from France, but whilst also having kind of fiery French culture and fiery Italian culture influences and fiery Corsican culture. Um, not to say that they're not very nice people, everyone was absolutely lovely very very friendly but you can tell they're you know they're a fiery people they're active mm-hmm. they're about it they mean what they say so i i don't think that the youth will just go quietly from this essentially a political prisoner um a martyr now and then for them to just go oh okay we'll just relax now i don't see it you go you're talking from like you know probably uh, in the full week of clashes maybe four or five thousand people together throwing rocks burning barricades throwing small improvised devices at cops to then just to go to nothing after even Colonar dies, I'd be very, very surprised. I think the only way that that would happen would be for France to go, okay, here's your autonomy. And then that energy could be turned into a celebration. Yeah. Not that I'm saying that should or shouldn't happen. I just think theoretically that's the only sure. way 
that it could avoid violence because the energy is there now. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Not, not on like a esoteric level. It's just the level of like they're revved up. They're ready, you know, and the attitude, the kind of, the, it's in the air. It's in the air right now. So you published just a couple of days ago your little documentary, like short documentary from Popular Front, um, yeah, a little dispatch, which has footage. Yeah. yeah, a little dispatch, which has footage from this, um, which people should definitely check out, especially if they'd like to see some of the, the tactics that we've talked about um, on this this episode so far. Is there anywhere else you might recommend they go for further reading on this subject? Um, not not to be, um, oh, yeah, only Popular Front. Um, but we we it's just something that I've just been specifically fascinated and obsessed with for a long time. So when the time came, I was very well prepared. Um, everyone has said like, oh, you know, this is this is crazy. Like, you know, you how did you understand all of this so quickly? It's like, ah, because I've been reading about it. And and the problem with a lot of the French reporting is, you know, it's it's naturally very French yeah. skewed. It's a little bit sneery, like all oh, the island people are kicking off again. Whereas it's like, no, come on, like this is an incredible, beautiful place. Of course they want to preserve it. Of course they want to control it in whatever way they want to. So again, it's very difficult. Um, but I will say that there are some really good reporters um, there. There's a um, a friend of mine uh, um, from Corsica, Lionel Dumas. Uh, he runs like a thing called um, Corsican Passport, or he used to, which was kind of um kind of humorous but at the same time you know news about kind of Corsican related um patri patriotic stuff and then who we worked with G uh, Jean Colonar he's not related to um Yvonne Colonar yeah. like it's it's quite a you know common, it's a common name, last right? name yeah exactly yeah to us it sounds quite you know oh mm -hmm. right you must be related but over there it's like not Smith, Smith but you know yeah. it's quite <laughs> okay. common yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. um so yeah Jean Colonar he's great and there's also um the local papers in Corsica, Cors Matin, they're really good. Um, you might have to translate stuff, but they're very on the ball. You know what I mean? They're, they're focused yeah. on everything. So if people are interested in it, honestly, I would say like seek out local French reporters. From what I gathered as well, there's there's a quiet but really thriving kind of youth media. I wouldn't say it's a it's a movement, but there's something growing there. You know, I spoke well, before I went out, I spoke to quite a few reporters really nice people, really enthusiastic, um, really, you know, love, loving their island, but not full of hatred or anything like that. that. That's something that I've seen a lot of French people say, oh, Corsicans are really full of hatred, they're racist, they're blah, blah. And it's like, I, I didn't experience that. Mm. And at the same time, uh, it's like, have you been to Paris? <laughs> like, it's yeah. So fucking racist. <laughs> have you seen a French riot? <laughs> yeah. It's well, like, yeah. You know, like it, it, it's like uh, at the end of the day, I think the whole region probably has, a, has an issue with that. But certainly the youth are very open minded, very nice. Um, and like I said, this isn't just me basing it off of one trip. I've been fascinated with this place for about six to eight years. And I, I have not experienced anything like that. Sure, you'll hear the old comment like, oh, you know, a very. Yeah, it's Europe. <laughs> Yeah, it's Europe. Exactly. Right. Thank yeah. you. Exactly. It's Europe. Some fucking stupid. Yeah, not to minimize it, but like it's no, not but yeah, just it's, Corsica. It's, uh, exactly. Yeah. You're like, oh, for fuck's sake, whatever. But yeah. generally, you know, for a small island, it could be way mm -hmm. worse. And and yeah. So I had a lot of French people like they're really nasty, they're really violent, and it's like they're not actually like they're very angry, but they don't hate. They don't hate the French in that sense of like, oh, you're a French person, kill you. It's the same yeah. thing as we hate the state, you know, like. And at the same time, they have a very quite a few people brought up Ireland and the Basque situation and Sardinia. And so they have this, they have an internationalist 
mentality as well, actually. And in yeah. fact, years ago, there used to be a youth conference in Corsica hosted there. I don't think it goes on anymore, but it was hosted in Corsica by what was a very well-organized radical socialist youth movement in Corsica, where people from Northern Ireland, people from the Basque country, people from, um, uh, what's the one in Barcelona? Oh, um, um, Catalonia. Catalonia. Yeah, Catalonia. Yeah. yeah, people from there would come, you know, all people from different breakaway regions or, or whatever. And they would all come and they would all meet in Corsica and they would talk about tactics and politics and whatever. So it's a very, very interesting cultured place. Amazing history. Fucking Napoleon is from Napoleon is from there. You know, <laughs> that's yeah. what you want. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a really cool place. And, you know, we only documented one side of it, a very radical side of it, because that's what was happening that weekend. Yeah. It's a dispatch. But there are a lot of moderates as well. There are a lot of like political, very smart political moderate moderates that are like, look, we don't want violence, but we do want autonomy. We want something. And they, you know, they said, oh, you only showed the militant side of it. It's like, well, you weren't on the street that day. <laughs> you know, yeah. these kids were. So obviously yeah. that's how it worked. But um, yeah, I would I, to answer your question again, sorry. I would say just if you're interested in the region, um, check it out. And there's there's a film. If you can find it in English subtitles, send it to me. But there's a fictionalized film about the FLNC. I think it's called A Life of Violence. Um that's actually like quite good. It's a bit romanticized, but it's quite good in terms of explaining the situation there. Yeah. So if you speak French, check that out. And just awesome. check out like Course Martin and all these these other kind of local reporters there. People act like, oh, it's too hard to find them. It does feel like that. But once you find them, you find them all. So they're yeah. there. Awesome. Well, Jay Canrahan, thank you so much. Check out the new Popular Front Dispatch on Corsica. Um, on the YouTube, and, and, by the way, the popular yeah. front YouTube, yeah. Yeah, so check out all the Popular Front stuff on YouTube. You've got a great documentary out also about the territorial defense militias in Ukraine that you filmed right before shit went, yeah, it, it's, you know, it's <laughs> where it's it is. Yeah, yeah, we, we're still um, editing it because yeah. we we're a bit like, how do we, yeah, how do we make this most relevant? But it, it's it's coming, it's, it will be quite interesting. I'm excited, to, uh, yeah. You know, the perspective beforehand, yeah. Yeah, the shit you were posting on Twitter was really interesting. Yeah, man. Um, so yeah, uh, check that out when it's out. Check out all the Popular Front's other stuff. Um, and yeah, thank you, Jake. Let's uh, we'll, we'll we'll have you back on soon. All right, man. Thank you very much. It could happen here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, CoolZoneMedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. 
Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists, like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org.